1: Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you. Tony, we have one of your customers that uh, patrons the Par Newberg
2: store all the time. Why don't you introduce who we've got in the studio with us? I certainly will. We have got Larry O'Halloran with your Crawl Space Guys. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to have you on the show. We, of course, know each other for a while. And so we see each other at the show, show regularly. And, and uh, and I, you know, for a long time, um, I used to just say, he's that really happy guy. You know, the really happy guy that smiles <laughs> a lot. Um, and people were like, oh, yeah, I know the guy with the smile. Yeah. So that's kind of how you were. And then we got to know each other better. And then now you're just Larry.
3: Well, I appreciate that. Thank just you. Just Larry.
2: <laughs> just Now you're just Larry. But we saw an opportunity. You really saw an opportunity. You said to me, hey. Um, we talked before about talking about the crawl space and the things that go on down there and the fact that nobody ever wants to go down there and do what needs to be done. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy thing. We should talk about it on the radio. And you're right. We do need to talk about it on the radio. And that day is today.
3: Yes. Well, we love uh, crawl spaces. Most <laughs> people hate them and we love them. So. I'll tell
1: you who hates them the most. Yeah? Home inspectors. Oh, clearly. I swear. Home yeah. inspectors will not go down to crawl spaces. It drives me crazy.
3: Well, I'll tell you something about that. You know, a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot, occasionally, uh, we'll have a homeowner that says, well, our home inspector couldn't get in the crawl space. So we, when we first would hear this, we'd be like, oh, okay, must be horrible down there. And then we go down there and it seems quite normal to us. And we said, was he really big? <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, he, you know, they don't, but most of them are, most of them do go in there, but sometimes... They get frightened or they think they can't get over heat duct and they, and so we go in there and we usually get through.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you have to be able to, I mean, that's the reason they build crawl spaces the way they do
2: so that you can access it. Yeah. It's not a walk space or a job. Well, space. Well, we'll talk about or, or, or dig outs <laughs> at some point during the
3: show today too, because there are some that you really <laughs> can't oh, get into. You really, so really. So. really?
2: Set up like a little uh, little extra living space down there, maybe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so definitely there's a reason why people don't like to go into the crawl space. And like you said, tight spaces. A lot of people don't like that. Claustrophobic type things. Um, Plus, it's dank and dark and It's nasty. So there's things that live down there that aren't, you know, us. And so that's gross. And then, of course, it's usually cold and wet.
3: Yeah. Right? Well, the claustrophobia alone will turn most people away. <laughs> and then when the you one. add spiders and, you know, occasional <laughs> yeah. snakes or, and the mud and the muck. Yeah. It, it, it's not a place people like to have lunch. <laughs> That's
2: for sure. <laughs> or stick your head down. I mean, it's yeah. awful down there. Yeah. And it usually stinks also on top of all of that other stuff. It's well, smelly.
3: And one of our mottos is we dig what we do. We, we really, <laughs> uh, we used to do remodels for, we've been in business for 27 years and we did remodels forever, and uh, oh, I don't know, twelve years ago, we kept getting asked to do more and more crawl space work, and we ended up thinking, man, we love this. Yeah. And so several years we faded remodels out and just do crawl space work. It's yeah. an
1: interesting thing to love, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's got to love it, right? I know. I've I've had to do work in both of the crawl spaces. I've owned two houses uh, since my wife and I got married, in both houses the inspector refused to go into the crawl space and said, yeah, they look okay. And in both houses, we had horrible, horrible problems. Yes. So I'll tell you what, I hated it. I yeah. hated every minute of
2: working down there. Yeah, I didn't love it either. And I spent lots and lots of minutes down there. Yeah, in my crawl space, you In did, Corey's yeah. crawl space. <laughs> I tell you what, I, uh, Corey actually is a salesperson for Part Lumber Company, and he sells a Dare Homes. And I don't know if you're familiar with oh, yeah. Dare Homes, but I'll tell you what, I've got an Dare home, and, uh, they take very good care of their crawlspaces. I have a I have a nicely gravelled, wow. uh, super flat, super clean crawl space where, man, I can see from one side to the other. It's it's practically uh, lighted down there. It just is. It's, it's barely a crawl space then. It's barely a crawl space, <laughs> except for that there's very little space between the ground and, and the joists. But yeah, so so I'm kind of spoiled. And then uh, Corey has some problems underneath his house. Some water there. And some damaged uh heat duct that needed that was old galvanized heat duct that needed to be replaced, and so I volunteered to help, of course, to save my brothers as much money as possible and oh mm, well,
3: and some, people, no. nasty. some people aren't built for crawl spaces <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. (laughs) A little large. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Tony's bigger than me. That's
2: me. It's
3: me.
1: I wasn't saying
3: anything about anybody.
2: But (laughs) but I squeezed in. I squeezed to places in there. Yeah, it was. There were some places I couldn't go. Honestly, my
1: good buddy uh, Ryan, who uh, is probably half of my size, also helped out. So that was nice. One third my size.
2: Yeah, he was able to squeeze in those spots. Yeah, that
1: I couldn't get to. I actually have a dropped uh, living room, and I didn't realize, but that area is. Not Even dug out yeah it's yeah. not dug out any more than the rest of the house so I mean it is it gets down to very tight code. I mean it's probably lower than code minimum I would say yeah. yeah it's tight
3: yeah very tight yeah we end up digging out some of those occasionally that you just can't access so
2: yeah well so um so anyways finding somebody that's willing to go down there um that's that's not necessarily your best friend is a good it's a good company to know right uh so Oh, Do you have a website? We do. L- let's give that out so people uh, who are listening and are interested can go check out your website. It's
3: yourcrawlspaceguys.com.
2: Is that Y O U apostrophe R E? Or yes. just or, you are crawlspace guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, the inside joke there is I typoed that the other day when I typed it to Corey and he's like, oh, you
3: are crawlspace guys. No, it's uh, just your crawlspace guys. Yourcrawlspaceguys.com.
2: Yeah, your All yeah. right. I like that. That's, uh...
3: And we have some cool videos on our website that show some of the work that we've done. And uh, we, well, even our logo, w- when we first made our logo, we asked the guy, hey, we, wanna, we want a happy guy in a crawlspace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when you see our logo, it's you think, well, that's perfectly <laughs> good. He's a happy looking guy and he's in a crawlspace. And uh, our whole crew, they have a great time. And people note it, they're like, "Wow, you guys are weird, yeah, and uh <laughs>
1: Subterranean. They, they
3: get after it, they kick butt, yeah, so that's kind of what you have to do also in crawl space work. It's not something you wanna if you can get the job done, and that you just gotta get it done you don't you don't wanna come back the next day, or you know right. I mean some days are some jobs are multiple day jobs, sure, but, but when you can. You you just get in there and get it done.
2: And you definitely don't want to sh- draw it out any longer not at than all. you have to. No.
3: <laughs> no, and you don't really take breaks because once you come out and you're all wet and nasty and cold, you it's really difficult that's to get not back the, in there. That's
2: not the time to grab your sandwich, not at all. And take a little lunch break. <laughs> no.
3: No, they After. work they just work and get it done. <laughs> Go to pizza at the end of the day.
2: Oh, the nuances of being a guy who crawls underneath houses all the time. I'm excited about this show because I'm excited to hear about some of the stuff that you've come across um, under people's homes. And uh, and this is. Would you say that you guys have business that keeps you busy all the time?
3: I mean, is your phone ringing? Oh yeah, yeah. We've yeah we look at jobs every single day, and uh, I think we looked at five jobs this just today. Oh yeah, and uh, so. You know, um, even it's amazing that even in the summer, how much water people will still have, because we, we do deal all, a lot of wet issues in crawl spaces, that even in the summer in Western Oregon, there's water under people's houses.
2: I want to learn more about that.
3: Oh, I definitely do. Okay, we got to take a quick break. When we come
2: back, more Crawl Space Guys. You're listening to Tony Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back.
0: Here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about our favorite subject, mm-hmm. crawl spaces. Oh, yeah. At least that's...
3: It's our, a my favorite subject. Yeah, <laughs> that,
2: That's our guest's <laughs> favorite subject. Yeah, we've uh, got Larry O'Halloran with yeah. Your Crawl Space Guys. Your Crawl Space Guys. YourCrawlSpaceGuys.com right? Yes, you got That's it. That's so yes. easy. I love that. space. Which is great. You know, I just found
1: out Larry lives around the corner from me.
2: Yeah, you guys Which are practically neighbors. Neighbors. So weird. And how many times have you driven by his house and saw the truck and thought... It's more me driving <laughs> by your house, probably. <laughs> yeah, but. well, no, I drive by your house all the time. Yeah.
1: I, I didn't know who you were. I didn't yeah. know what your company was or what you did. So, this is fantastic. Yeah, And great. it's funny because you, it wasn't me who...
2: Got in contact. No, with right, it was right. you. Right, it's kind of weird. Yeah, he regular. He's a regular customer uh, at the Newburgh Yard, and we've uh, developed a relationship over the years. And uh, this was something that was bound to happen. And now here we are talking about crawlspaces. Well, we
3: appreciate you guys having us on. So, well,
2: yeah. we're it's good to have you. Earlier uh, during the last segment, you actually talked about a situation where you might be underneath the house and have to dig it out because. Well, because you simply can't get past a certain spot, Do you, is that something you run into
3: commonly? Uh, fairly regularly. So it, normally it's an older home that wasn't built with today's standards, um, but you, it it'll come up in an inspection often, or people are just aware of it. But normally it's something. For example, somebody's going to sell their house, and then an inspector tries to get under their house, and they can't get in there, <laughs> and uh, and it's for legitimate reasons because they literally there's no space. Uh, Older homes, at times, they can be built literally almost on the ground, where there's three inches, maybe six inches oh, of space, man. maybe a foot, but you still can't get under there. Uh, 18 is kind of a minimum. Uh, 18 from inches from the bottom of the from beam. under the floor joist, correct to the to the ground is 18. And then under the beams is typically a minimum of 12. Mm. Um, so what we'll do. <laughs> And these are these are great jobs. We love digouts. Yeah, and uh, they will kick your butt though. Yeah, uh, we literally dig our way in, and uh, and and then and you, you push create, your way out. Yeah, you you know you're just moving dirt, and you're we put it in tubs. We have ropes. We have conveyors, and uh, we it's a team. It's a team sport. Wow, uh, for sure. We, you know, there's been times where a homeowner will try to do a digout themselves. Sure, you know, have their buddies come over, but. It's an overwhelm, it's, it's, and it's quite spendy, honestly, to do Mm. a dig out. Um, You know, there might be some instances where it's just a small section of a house uh, that needs to be dug out one, you know, 12 foot by 15 foot corner or something. Like under a sunken living room? Yeah, like under, (laughs) yeah, under Corey's sunken living room. Uh, We'll be over soon to do that. But, uh, but no, for example, we did this house uh, in Newburgh uh, a few years ago that, quite a i don't know it's probably 1600 square feet house which we ended up digging 35 cubic yards of dirt which is three and a half dump trucks of dirt oh my goodness That's incredible under this house by and, hand uh, and we love it it's fun <laughs> and uh you know it matters greatly how hard the dirt is yeah if it's hard dirt uh it's a different task but typically and I don't, it's probably just the grace of god cuz we we most of the dirt is is decent to dig out in in most digouts, but you go in there and you're literally digging yourself in, uh, throwing it in tubs or throwing it on conveyors and, uh, and you, the, just get it out from under there. Just get it out. of get out under there. Yeah. So I
1: want to talk about some of these specialized tools you have to have, you have a system obviously that works for you. You said tubs, buckets, yeah. Conveyors. conveyors. Yeah. You know, so like my crawl space access is in the middle of my home. Yes. So you have to get it over to the crawl space hatch. Which is in your floor and get it up and then out of the front door.
3: That would be a very difficult way to do it, and we have done it that way. But what we typically would want to do is we would literally come in, cut a hole in your foundation, in the side of your foundation, a little two foot space, cut the foundation out, and and dig down so that we can set a conveyor in there. Um, now we have conveyors that will run under the house as well, mm-hmm. smaller ones, but we. We have this big one that we use that can get the dirt out from the house and either okay. dump it in a trailer or dump it because you don't want to handle it twice. Um, it's just so much work. Yeah, and uh, and so we try to dump it right into it. You know, and even if it's too far, we'll get two of them and we'll we'll piggyback them just
1: conveyor all the way to the dump truck. Exactly. Yep, that's really smart. I I did not envision, a digging out a crawl space that way. Yeah. I literally was thinking some guy standing at the crawl space hatch lifting yeah. buckets up through the floor yeah. to another guy running outside and dumping him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be a incredibly true, incredibly difficult. Bucket
3: brigade. True confession. When we first started doing digouts, we did a couple that way and we said, Hmm, this is not, <laughs> <laughs>
2: not efficient. <laughs> this
3: this not... hurts your back more than <laughs> it should. And, uh, and so, you know, just thinking, all right, there's, and, and so, uh, yeah. Re, re, and a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. Occasionally there'll be older homes and we can talk about foundations because maybe there's not even a foundation.
2: Right. Oh, And sure. so
3: it's quite easy to dig your way in. But if there is, we just cut a section out. It's worth uh, the effort to to take for a couple hours to cut that out and have free access that whole time.
1: So let me ask you this. What about, you know, the structural integrity of the home? I mean, do you have to consult with structural yes. engineers when cutting that concrete back? How does that
3: work? Oh, well... um. The, the small amount of concrete we cut out for the foundation isn't typically, that's not where the structural issue is going to, you know, be a problem. But when you do a dig out, you can imagine. So you've got these, the house is typically out in the interior. It's set on pier pads. Now, right. granted, if it's not dug out properly, it probably doesn't have adequate pier pads either. But there's something in the middle of the house holding up the mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. So typically there's a little concrete block, you know, like normal construction. And so the house is resting in the middle on those blocks, but when you dig out, now you're digging uh, around those. So now the it's sitting on a little pinnacle of dirt. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, which, which is, is not, not
2: unsupported by anything around it. Yeah,
3: and and that's not structurally what we want. So we end up also in the process of these digouts, we end up uh, replacing typically all the pier pads and posts. And honestly, when they're when they're tight like that, they're typically not built correctly either. So we end up adding beams. Oh yeah. Um, and we have a structural engineer that we use yeah. uh that can tell us where to put beams and where to put pier pads and such. Wow. That's a
1: really really cool thing. I mean, honestly, just being down in the two crawl spaces that I was in, I lived in a little house in Cedar Hills, and that crawl space, I mean, Tony was down there. Yeah. <laughs> it was
3: You get you get dragged into all of <laughs> yeah. his projects, don't I you? I do.
1: Yeah. You yeah, guys we... really are
3: the weekend warriors. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's well. a, that's a fact. Yeah. But uh you know I was down in, in, in when I was down there, clearly all, half of the posts were barely on the yeah. pe- on the uh concrete pads. you know you're supposed to have four by sixes at all your splices, half of them weren't that you know the case. I mean that thing in an earthquake probably would have just fallen over, yeah, so yeah structure so, so you're structurally upgrading the building
3: yeah, so in in, in the in these digouts, um, again, that's where our slogan came we dig what we do um <laughs> Because we that. do a lot of digging, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so the guys get pretty excited when we do digouts, and and again, if you attack a digout with just a couple of your buddies, you will get way overwhelmed. So to talk, to kind of go back to what you asked before about some of the tools and some of the things we use, it's it's basically um, little minion shovels, yeah, like uh, little like little uh, spades, yeah, little spades. Um, you can just buy them at Home Depot or Lowe's or something. And, uh, and we use hammers. Or par. Maybe oh, you can get them at par, probably. Yeah, you can buy them at par. <laughs> and uh, and you can, although, yeah, uh, they have, and hammers, a claw hammer works beautifully. Because you got to get the, you got to loosen the dirt. Loosen loosen You're not going to put your foot on it and dig it out like a shovel, you know? Yeah. You got to get to where you can use your arms. So it's got to be soft enough to move the dirt. Right. So we use shovels, we use picks, um, and occasionally we'll put a spade bit on a roto hammer and if the dirt's real hard wow. and you'll loosen it with a spade bit on a roto hammer, And so you can imagine how butt kickingly hard that can be. <laughs> oh yeah. That's knowing your tools, what you can accomplish
2: with them. And, uh, and that's determination to get a job done for sure. Okay. We got to take a quick, another quick break. Uh, when we come back more with Larry O'Halloran and your crawl space guys, you're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away.
0: Home Improvement Show built by Parlumber. Now here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, Tony and I are talking about crawl spaces, and we have a crawl space pro, uh, Larry O'Halloran. Is that right? You got it. O'Halloran? Oh, Was there yeah. a question mark after
2: that? We would scratch that out. That's not yeah. a question. Larry O'Halloran Larry- with <laughs> Your Crawl
1: Space Guys. That's, That's us. That's the name of your company, yep. Your Crawl Space Guys. Uh, local company in the Portland metro area. You do a lot of work in Yamhill County. Uh, we go Ubert. from... That's how you know Tony.
3: We go from Eugene to Portland. Uh, we do love Yamhill in Washington County.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, know, know everybody's got go a place everywhere. to call home, yeah. right? yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, well, that's cool. As far south as Eugene, and as far north as Portland? Yeah. You haven't been up into Vancouver? No, we're not licensed in Washington. Oh, okay. Sorry all for right. all you so Washington that's folks. That's where it's at. All right, we got lots of Washingtonian li- listeners. We heard from a Washingtonian listener today, actually. I got a phone call from a listener who was um, listening to us on KVI in Seattle, and uh, she called to get... Um, some information that we had shared. she was trying to get a hold of Matt White with the killers. oh she's got a she's got a sugar ant problem up there in in Washington and um, she was trying to get a hold of Matt White with the killers. So we gave her that information. she said she sure loves the show. She enjoys listening every Sunday and uh, she appreciates us. So there's something for you, Corey. I, I, I don't know you didn't get to see that, but no, I didn't. I talked to her on the phone today. so well,
1: if you're listening in Eugene on KPNW. Feel yeah. free to uh give yeah. Larry a call. Yeah, give Larry. Yeah, You've got, takes, you got down some there. crawl
2: space needs. Yep, that's right. Uh so, anyways, we were talking about being underneath the crawl space. We talked a little bit about digging out. Um, and and I'm thinking to myself, it kind of reminds me of my favorite um my favorite pastime or reading about or watching on TV sometimes, um, treasure hunting. I, do you sometimes feel like a treasure hunter, like you're you're in this, you're in this space where nobody's been for about a hundred years yeah, yeah. and you're thinking, I wonder what could be down here.
3: <laughs> we've often thought it would be fun to find something valuable, but most of the time you do find interesting things of very little beer cans, very little <laughs> value. Yeah. you know, we've seen, we've had beds under houses. It's like, how did the bed get under the house? It had to have gotten under there. Somebody threw it under there while they were putting the floor down or something. Cause you can't get, you yeah. have to cut things up to get them out. Right. You know, basketballs and <laughs> toys, uh, strollers, baby strollers, way deep under that. It's like, how did this thing get under See, that?
1: nowadays when I go onto job sites, what I see down there are Mountain Dew bottles, cigarette Boxes, <laughs> you know, fast from, food bags from the
2: contractors that were framing the house. Yeah, yeah. They're
1: sort of like, oh, just chuck it down there. Cover, oh, it, yeah. with, cover it with plastic. You'll well, never see
2: it again. My situation is a little bit different. Uh, we built a house yeah. in Dare Home I mentioned earlier uh in it, where we live, and we had to excavate the uh, property in order to put the foundation in. Well, when he started to excavate the property, uh, which was underneath the the mobile home that was there before had taillights on it. It was really old. <laughs> it wheels under it and taillights. They they tore that thing down and then they started excavating the, the property. We found a a back seat for a 57 Chevy there go. that was yeah. you know there was lots of car parts, wheels and and uh, a well, maybe that's how I got under there some, now we know <laughs> things like that. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah it was kind of a big deal. It cost me a couple extra thousand dollars just to get stuff thrown away yeah. that we didn't expect to be not dirt.
3: Yeah we, can, yeah, we haul off a lot of stuff. You know, with regards to the digouts and just kind of general cleanup, um, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of, because people have misconceptions about things in their crawl space. Oh, yeah. So we often find even just two layers of plastic, which is kind of a no-no in Western Oregon, especially because what happens is moisture gets in between the two layers. And when the water kind of goes away, it doesn't soak into the soil. And it doesn't evaporate very quickly. So you got this, a lot of moisture, unneeded moisture trapped. And typically, too, when people have two layers, they're covering up stuff, like what Corey, you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. You know, they're covering up the beer cans or the whatevers. And, uh, And so we often will go in and we, first thing we do, we just clean the crawl space. Pull all the old plastic, all the debris, all the, you know... And the junk. The junk, yeah. And wood debris that you just don't, it, it's, it attracts bugs. Yeah. Uh, wood debris is a no-no in a crawl space. And uh, anyway, so we go down there and and clean up. And uh, so one of my uh, scary stories I'll tell you. Is, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: What's the worst thing you've ever I, seen in a crawl space? Uh,
3: well, the, the worst thing I've seen that scared me the most was a live skunk. And I was about four feet from his face Uh, you
2: were in the danger zone so i
3: i had i had knew the the skunk potentially could be there you there was a report hey there might be a skunk down there out in the country uh empty home uh vacant you know the realtor said hey just go help yourself and inspect it tell us what you think so nobody even knew i was there i go down it's an exterior access i crawl under there and i'm I took my flashlight and shined for several minutes looking for eyeballs, (laughs) looking for him. Yeah. And didn't see him. So I thought, okay, it's safe. So I go crawl and I'm inspecting this whole entire uh, crawl space. And in the middle of this house is a a chimney that went down through the floor. And it's, you know, the bricks go into the dirt. Sure. And it had been undermined by rodents, maybe possums or maybe the skunk Skunk. or whatever. (laughs) And uh, and that was one of the things that we were looking at actually to fix. We were going to fill it in so that it wouldn't uh, be undermined the way that it was. So I'm looking under there. I'm looking all around the the chimney. Yeah. I I had spent. And are you 15... on, are you on your belly? I'm on my belly.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a tight crawl. Yes. It's very tight. Okay.
3: Probably so 18, you were 20, literally eye to eye with this yes. guy, <laughs> and I had uh, been around him for ten minutes, and oh. he had mercy on me. Oh. <laughs> and and so when I Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave, but I thought I'm going to look at this one more time. So I have it locked in my head because we're going to fix this situation. And, uh, and I shine my flashlight and I'm about, I'm no more than four feet away from him. And he's arched his back and he's ready to spray me. Oh my. And he had sprayed me in the face. I was probably forty feet from the crawl access hole, oh, alone out in the country. <laughs> didn't you know? Unfamiliar with the house, it would have been. Hor- I, you know, it would have been. I might terrible. still be down there. Oh
2: my
1: god. And, uh,
3: and I, I saw him, and I just spun and crawled as fast as I could. And as soon as I got about, you know, eight or ten feet away, I thought, I think he's probably happy. Then I'm leaving. Yeah. And I felt a little bit relieved, mm-hmm. but I guarantee I didn't did not stop until I got outside. <laughs> and then I told the the reeler, hey, we gotta get rid of the skunk before yeah. we do any work down there.
2: He's gonna have to go. It's gonna, there's not enough there's not enough room under this house for the two of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of us is gonna have to go. Yikes. That would be um that would be both scary and and also uh, gross. gross. Gross also, yeah. Um I know my mom has told me stories. I, I've never been face to face with a skunk at all ever. Um, but where my mom grew up in Hood River, she said they used to see skunks all the time. The dog would go out and he That's would grand. come back sm- smelling like a skunk. And and uh anyway, so my mom said apparently they would wash their clothes in tomato sauce or I've something that. like that.
3: I've heard that. That's does it. Work? So
2: most of their clothes were pink, I think is probably what <laughs> the result of that is. I don't know if it works or not. I imagine it they're, does. They're pink, old but wives they tale. but they don't smell like skunk anymore uh yeah that's what i've heard so i I don't want to test that theory i don't want to know how you get rid of skunk smell i don't want to know No, i don't either and i'm glad that i don't know that's where i'm at on that uh so better a basketball than a skunk i would think but you you any way you look at it you got to get it out including the plastic yeah so that you can address that here's what i'm thinking do you go into these crawl spaces periodically and find that there is already no plastic uh yes So, I mean, it it,
3: it deteriorates or it was never
2: there or something along those lines.
3: So I can tell you, too, that um, regarding the dig out thing and the no plastic, a lot of times if there's no plastic uh, and if it's a tight crawl space, there is often not adequate space for anybody to get down there and put a vapor barrier in the first place. So you typically if there's no vapor barrier, you're going to have some rot issues. Uh, There's just way too much moisture. Moisture comes up on the foundation. Gets on the sill plate. It'll rot the sill plate, the rim joists, and it can be very devastating to the house.
1: Well, in living in virtually a rainforest, essentially like we do, yes. it never dries out. Yes. So you just have moisture upon moisture upon wetness, which is another question I have about yes. digouts. Is if you get to that point and you're digging down into a crawl space. What do you do with the moisture or wetness? I've had two crawl spaces where I've had standing water. Yes. I want to know about that. We have to take a break in a minute, but uh,
2: what do you do when you get to an area where maybe you're digging out and you've hit the water table? More about that and so much more as soon as we get back. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away.
0: Listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Parlumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us today. Tony and I are talking about crawl spaces. Uh, we have a professional crawl space guy here, your crawl space guys, Larry O'Halloran. And uh, we've been talking about the things that you do, Larry, under the crawl space or under your home, uh, which is your crawl space, and what you do down there to make them so much better. Uh, but I want to take a quick second, if you haven't already, uh, go check us out on our YouTube channel. We are recording this right now, We're our video podcast, it's going up on YouTube, and uh, we're also on Instagram, at www.homeshow, we're on Facebook, you can check us out there. So uh, go ahead, subscribe, like. You know, do whatever that is you need to do, but uh, that'll keep you up to date on all of Tony and I's stuff.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, when you mention that, it makes me think about, actually, um the ad that I heard for your business, the Crawl Space guys. I absolutely love that ad. You said it, it was recorded by some guys at a, a radio station in
3: McMinnville? Yes. What what radio station is it? The KYCL or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. The uh, local radio station in McMinnville. It they, is a great- They nailed it. They made this... We we. <laughs> You know, they they know, too. We dig what we do. We love what we, you know, in yeah. our work. And, and they are fascinated by crawl spaces as well. I actually want to hear that <coughs> ad. Let's let our listeners
2: hear that ad. Go ahead and play that.
0: Do you have work the deed's doing under your house? But what lives under there anyway? And who you gonna call? For that job the deed's doing in the crawl space under your house, call the crawl space Guys what an icky it doesn't bother them they install some pups fix dry rock dig out tight crawl spaces the crawl space guys for anything that you need done in that crawl space under your house check them out online at your crawlspaceguys.com or call them at 503-980-1564 the crawl space guys in mac that's who you're gonna call
3: <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is a great ad. That's I absolutely pretty funny. love
3: that ad. Yeah, we love it too. They uh they they just nailed it the first their first attempt. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah that's a keeper. So yeah, who are going
2: to call. That turned out really great. I love that. Uh and that's uh that's absolutely telling your story, you know. Um you talked about sump pumps, installing sump pumps right there in that ad. So that's obviously something that you guys do. When do you find that it's. I mean, do you sometimes go over and somebody says, hey, look, this is what's going on. We got water under the house. We need a sump pump. Yes. I mean, they already know that's Every what the week.
3: need is. So if, if you can avoid a sump pump, we will avoid a sump pump. Uh, occasionally, you'll have a low point drain. Well, most newer homes have low point drains. So the problem with the low point drain is it's not low enough. Um, it's never,
2: it's never, I well mean, it
3: keeps you from having six inches of water under your house, but it doesn't keep you from having two or three. Right. And two or three is just as bad as five or six. So, sure. so what we do, um, if we can trench, okay. So some, and it, just to kind of educate folks a little bit, cause people will say, well, we put a sump pump in our house, but we still have all this water because oftentimes they don't trench. So we would typically go down there and we'll pull all the plastic and remove it, throw it away. Um, any debris, whatever's down there comes out. We'll dig a trench system around the whole perimeter down the middle, kind of as we see fit. We work with the topography. We look at the house and say, all right, this is, this is what we're going to do. And we dig trenches. We put in a uh, perforated pipe in all the trenches and you really literally just create a mini dra- drainage system. down Like there. a French drain. <clears throat> Under your house. Exactly. Yep. Direct all those trenches to a low point that we choose where we're going to put the pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll put a nice catch basin in, uh, line it with rock, put a pump in there. Typically the, the discharge pipe for the, for the sump pump will go out and, and tie into the, the gutter drain system. And when the pump goes on, the water goes out with the, with the gutter, mm, uh, yeah. water drain system. Yeah. And, uh, and we have an electrician that follows us and puts an outlet down there, uh, to permanently, supply, but it's amazing how much water, uh, you know, obviously typically it's just an inch or two or three in a normal home, but we've had some, uh, you want to hear a cool story about water in your house? Yeah. So this, uh, this was only just probably three or four months ago. Um, we have, we took a video of one of our guys and he jumps down into this crawl space that has about 18 inches of water. Oh no. Uh, probably nearly two feet. Anyway, so a he's pool. He's, yeah. he's 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 able to kind of uh, uh, crawl not on his belly you know on his hands so it was probably a little deeper crawl space thirty inches deep, and but the topography fell off though to such that it was five feet of water on the far end of the house. Oh no! And what we're wanting to do is get down there with a sump with a with a temporary uh, submersible pump, so we could get rid of the water so we could do the work and put trenching and get a permanent fix for this house but it's a great video. He's under this house and he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> crawling through this brown water and it got deeper and deeper until he's, you know, he's five feet down and, uh, Anyway, yeah, that's a and that's he a And he
2: had to go down. He had to go underwater. down the water.
3: We wanted him to go down to the deep end so that he could put the pump down there, right? So we could leave it for a day or two and suck the water out, so we could he come did. back and and he did.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was at some point, his entire body, head and all, was yes. underwater. Well, and he was placing the pump on the ground. I think he dropped it. Oh, okay. he, <laughs> he dropped
1: it. He kept
3: his head above, but he lowered it down. It's on a okay. on a cord that you can. You sure, know, it sure. holds its own weight. And then he
1: had to doggy paddle back. And they had yeah. doggy paddle back, yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. Wow. That's unbelievable. Well, I think you would be fairly proud of Tony and I. Uh, when we did my kitchen remodel in my home, we found we, that there was, we had to cut the floor back for a reason that I'll go into later or some other time. Uh, but when we pulled that floor back to the crawl space, there was, I don't know, eight inches, yep. 10 inches of water. Oh, yep. standing. Standing water. I had the summer before, Tony was down there. And he had helped pull all of the old ductwork out, and I had an HVAC guy come out, and he installed all brand new flex oh. duct, insulated, soaked, yes. totally wrecked. So that all had to come out. But what we had realized was the reason it was leaking. I'll give you the quick answer: is uh, the drainage pipe from our furnace was piped right into the crawl space, into that little bit of water dripping all day, every day, uh, hot and cold. It was created that much accumulating. water accumulating. Yeah, so we trenched, we dug these trenches, put the pipe, put the rock, wow. put the basin in. I am impressed. And then we piped old, it out, big old dry well in
2: there. Like, well, it was a lot easier. Tall.
1: Yeah, it was a lot easier to do because the floor, you know, it was a twelve by twelve area. We just cut the whole floor out.
2: We just took the whole floor out. Exposed right the, the whole space. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cheating. Yeah, we yeah, did. that's a little. <laughs> we definitely did, but, but while that floor was out, we had to dig. A two-foot-by-two-foot-by-two-foot two two pier hole to pour a block yeah. to post up to a beam that was installed. Incorrectly. And, and was not supported. Yes. A beam so, carrying the second floor with no support. Wow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we deal with that kind of stuff, too. But yeah. But, so if you guys ever quit PAR, you can come we, oh, yeah, and we help us. That's right. <laughs> except uh, we You are your crawlspace guy. Except we don't love it as much oh, as you, you do. You know. See, I learned
1: one thing <laughs> after doing that project. Yeah. I would hire you to do it again. I I would never do it again,
2: ever. (laughs) Yeah. It was awful. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. A lot of hard,
3: physically demanding um, work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I like back to the sump pump thing. Uh, People will put a sump pump in and it can, it'll help, certainly. Uh, But to keep your crawl space dry, that trenching is required. And that's where most of the, homeowners you just it's too much work yeah and it's too I'll difficult i'll tell you
1: we did not trench the entire perimeter we did not do that we trenched uh where all of the water was standing and that you know w- like 12 feet in one direction 10 feet in another
2: once we you know, determined where it was coming from it was easy for us to
3: determine where the But you got rid of the source there. of water too so we, it shouldn't be we issue. also did
1: that yeah yeah but i tell you what i'll hear that thing kick on once or twice a year yeah you know when there's heavy heavy rain outside i'll hear it kick on and every time he says that water out
2: I'm so glad we did that oh yeah
1: you know As in much the, work the house was.
3: i lived in a year ago we had a, a sump pump and it would go on in really rainy times it would go on every 10 minutes wow oh yeah so we had four or five inches of water under there when we first discovered it wow and since we are Your crawlspace guys, we thought, well, we better go fix it.
2: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Since it is our house. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't have to hire somebody to do it. So look at how much money you saved. That's right. It's absolutely uh, a great idea. You know, we we started, we touched on rot, finding rot in in those places where the ground is needing to be cut back and the plastic is not in there. Um, This leads me to a thing where I feel like very regularly – the job that you set out to do becomes a completely different job and is that something that's become commonplace for you you mean like additional rot right different th- i mean yeah. literally the the job changes from clean my crawl space to re-frame my of my, my, my house my <laughs> main floor yeah i mean yeah. i feel like that 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 you have to be prepared for that and maybe
3: that's yeah, what that you... does happen. I'll tell you honestly, though, we, we try to be very thorough when we're looking at houses and uh, and try not to. It does happen, but we try to be thorough so that we kind of have both eyes open when we go in and we know we're going to do this. Thing.
2: Already have an idea of what to expect. We got to take a quick break.
3: More with Weekend Warriors when
2: we come back. Don't go away.
0: Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Parlumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Cory have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Now, here's Tony and Cory.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we've got Larry O'Halloran from Your Crawl Space Guys. Uh, He's in the studio with us talking about digging out crawl spaces, cleaning them up. What are some of the other things you guys do, Larry?
3: Well, we do a lot of rot repair. And when we say rot repair, it could be wet rot from wet, moist lumber Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or we do find a lot of powder post beetle uh, damage, a uh, little bit of term termite or carpenter ants, not so much, uh, mostly powder post beetles. What is and powder raw. po? What is a powder post beetle? Well, I know what the beetle actually looks like. You um, haven't seen it. Uh, no, but I sure see his damage. Oh, you see- <laughs> So it literally will turn the interior of the lumber to powder. Wow. Like you can take a, a beam and take a hammer and... And drive it and it looks decent from the outside if it gets really bad it will start to manifest itself on the outside too a lot of times there's little tiny pinholes but the interior of it is literally powder wow
2: That's crazy
3: i was in a crawl space just yesterday uh in uh, off a of whole gate in portland and the the beam holding up the and this is the middle of the house this is not the perimeter um i'll tell you about that whole house it's kind of it, it exemplifies what we're talking about with powder post beetle damage but the the beam was was destroyed enough in the interior of it that the weight of the house was crushing the beam so the beam was starting to have the smash into the post oh, That's holding yeah. it up yeah and uh and the house is moving the the perimeter of that house because of the powder post beetle damage um the rim joist, or excuse me the sill plate was damaged to an extent that it was the weight of the house was starting to crush. And so instead of an inch and a half, uh, you know, seal plate, yeah. you've got an inch and a quarter oh. almost down to <laughs> one inch. Collapsing. Yeah. It's just smashing it. Wow. So, anyway, we fix all that kind of stuff.
2: Wow. Well, that's a major, major, major undertaking. I mean, you did say that you were remodeling before, so your expertise is not limited to being in the crawl space, but actually you can see a pretty much a big picture if you're replacing uh structural things yeah structural yeah. things like posts and beams and yeah and uh, sill plate yeah That's- we
3: so a lot of times too with a sill plate on the exterior of a home we attack it from inside and outside often with a sill plate you'll have to go out and and replace the bottom course of siding mm-hmm. remove it oh yeah so you can get to that sill plate and 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 it's often the sill plate it could be a rim joist could be multiple choices depending on the style of construction and usually if it's that bad um, then it can get into the subfloor and if the subflooring is bad enough at times you have to remove flooring and you really gotta you'll cut holes in people's floors that's incredible yeah
2: have you been in a situation where you it was so bad that you had to just go in the house and mm-hmm. then take up the floor, take up the subfloor, and expose that, yeah. and do all that work. I mean, sometimes you can replace things from underneath, yes. but when it when it reaches the sh- the floor sheeting or the decking, yeah, at uh, some you have to replace
3: that. If it's a hardwood floor, and it's not too bad, we can often plunge cut and get to where just we remo- remove the subflooring. And leave the hardwood floor intact. But if it's, very, if it's a very large section, you just can't. And so, yeah, we've, we've had houses where, you know, you're going around the perimeter and you're cutting four feet, six feet out from the wall, sometimes 12 feet, and you're removing all the subflooring. And so you walk in, there's a big hole in your house, and your floor, and, uh, and we have to fix all that stuff. And normally there'll be beams and posts And if it's that bad. Um, so
2: t- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take a, a really quick detour Go ahead. And I'm going to talk to you about your emotional side. Do you get heartbroken when you have to tell a homeowner this just went from 15,000 to 50,000 or something like that? I mean, if it's the floor that's under the that's under their cabinets, Corey's house, Corey's kitchen, um, which was covered under insurance. Thank goodness. Corey's kitchen. His cabinets were custom made and they were. Uh, they were part of the floor. I mean, the floor, when the floor had to come up, the cabinets had to come up. And when the cabinets had to come up, the wood on the walls had to come up and the wood on the ceiling had to come off, literally had to strip his entire kitchen because the floor got wet. Ugh. I mean, it was literally like that. And so was a can so, of worms for his, yeah. you saw what looked like replacing a small section of floor turned into a $60,000 kitchen remodel. And uh, again, his was covered under insurance. Thank goodness. But do you sometimes find your heart going out to people who maybe don't, Always. you know, and you're just thinking, ah, oh, I've yeah. got to go tell and the,
3: them. The, the fun thing about Corey's Kitchen, though, is you get to enjoy it and you see it.
1: Yeah, We do day.
3: kind of, we do feel bad for people because crawlspace money is not like fun funny. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Because they don't money. get to enjoy it. Yeah, they
2: just it's only needed. get to know that it had to get done, but they don't get to yeah. a- appreciate that new fresh paint smell. Or- it's
3: needed. It's important, but it's not as fun as painting your front porch or yes,
2: something. Yes, it's funny because I
1: would actually appreciate it. I mean, no, the kind of person that I am, I'm very. uh I like to look at the structural aspects of buildings and understand a healthy home. And having a crawl space like that, full of water and rot, it's not a healthy crawl space. And I mean, I would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, correct. I totally would.
2: Well, you you do appreciate it because it's been fixed in your house already.
3: And to go back to your point too, with our re, you know kind of remodel experience, it helps a lot that uh, we know how to do framing because we do get into a lot of and we we love structural repairs. Uh, people often ask us, "Hey, you know," or and you'll find that older homes maybe they weren't built uh, with enough beams and posts or. Or the pier pads are way spread apart. And they're and, sagging. Uh, and they're sagging. Yep. There's deflection over the years. Things move. Or you get this rot element into it with water rot or pest damage. And the house is moving. And and so we love to go in there. And we'll remove beams under people's houses. It's, it's a task to remove a beam laying on your stomach in the dark under people's houses. <laughs> and we love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you talked earlier about the skunk that you came around. Yes. I don't know. Did you name him before? You... Uh,
3: no, uh, I called him Mr. Skunk. Oh, Mr. Skunk. To the realtors, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so so that was an amical resolution, right? You came out, all was okay. He got uh, removed yes. and feasibly went on to make a, a new skunk life somewhere in Skunk Town, in right? Skunk Village, yeah. Um, skunk Town. What about the ones that didn't work out so good? I mean, like the, the, uh, the things that you see under there that are even less desirable. Than a skunk, you. I mean, like uh, snakes, for example. A lot of people just simply cannot deal with snakes, and yet that is an environment where you will find snakes. Have you found snakes?
3: Yes. Now, ironically enough, you don't find very many snakes in town. Um, really? Yeah. But as soon as you get out of town, uh, in Western Oregon, more rural. Huh? There's yeah, yeah, they're more rural. Um, we did do a house where I think the record was they they caught. I can't remember honestly if it was 10 or 12 snakes. Um, but we have a guy that one of our guys doesn't mind snakes. Now, if it's left to me, I'm fleeing and running. I don't like snakes. <laughs> uh, and, and, and by the way, two of our sons, my wife and I have three kids and they all work in our, for our business. Oh, awesome. And, and our, my boys, they don't like snakes either. But anyway, so, uh, they're pulling plastic and there's a snake and they pull plastic and there's three snakes. And, uh, it was not. Yeah, we don't dig stakes,
2: <laughs> but you you deal with it and you move on,
3: right? We do deal with we
2: it. We got to take another quick break. When we come back, more with your crawl space guys. Listen to Tony Corr, your weekend warriors. Don't go away.
0: Built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. If you haven't already, go check us out on our Facebook page, our Instagram, and even YouTube. Uh, We're uh, on YouTube right now. We're recording this, we're going to be airing it on there. Uh, any day now but uh, go check that out if you want to listen all of our videos we're doing how-tos up that are up there now we've got some quick tips uh, we'd love it if you went and subscribed uh, you can also uh, follow us on
2: instagram at wwwhomeshow so go check that out that makes me think larry how do you get a majority of the business that you have you said you're busy all the time which is awesome that speaks to the quality of the work that you do but how do you get the most of the business that you get
3: uh realtors Oh, you know, yeah. uh, and we love our realtor friends, uh, but most people don't go under their house. So they don't really know they have an issue in their crawl space until they go to sell. They go to sell, uh, an inspector goes under there and says, Oh, or he you peeks got...
1: through the door and says, I'm not going in there. A, yeah. B, and C. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: And so most of our work, uh, comes from Realtors. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I,
2: I, I was thinking maybe you were going to say from that little 30 second ad that you have that plays on the radio, which is a great ad. We
3: we do get calls from that. Who can you too, call, by the way?
2: Crawl Space Guys. That's what it's absolutely great. I love that. That's good. Um, so. You're, you get a lot of referral business, obviously, because of the quality of your work and because of your reputation. I, again, referred to you for so long as just the guy who smiles a lot right at, at my store, which I thought was great. But um, I, I love having you on the show. I want to share with the folks your website again, which is yourcrawlspaceguys.com. You got it. That's it. That's it. It's literally yourcrawlspaceguys.com. Yes. Which is great. Go check that out. Um, and- if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to be under the house, Larry knows a guy that doesn't mind you don't.
1: Doing it.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, let's go real quick. Let's go over for the listeners just tuning in. What are the services that you offer? The complete list. What are, what are all the things that you guys cover?
3: Well, we do a lot of general cleanup of crawl spaces. New plastic, remove and insulation, etc. cetera. Um, we do a lot of dig outs that we mentioned. We do rot repair. Uh, one of the things that we haven't talked about and we could, is we add vents to crawl spaces, or we clean
1: vents, we fix vents. Because crawl space Uh, vent venting is very important. Very. If you don't have a conditioned space.
3: Yes. So, um, again, older homes typically, or people have built a deck over the years, and they covered up a bunch of their, their vents. Oh, yeah. So we will either, you know, revitalize those same vents, or if it's, A house that just doesn't have proper venting, we'll either put vents in the rim joist. If there's no rim joist, we can uh, we'll have concrete. We have a concrete saw company that will come and cut holes for us in the foundation and add vents. Just retrofit some foundation vents that look just like the other ones. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yep.
1: How do you know if uh if it doesn't have enough venting? What do what are you looking for? Like my in my home, for instance, I have. You know, my crawl space does not smell good. I mean, it, it has a very musty, yeah, stinky odor that, you know, frankly, comes in right through my... I have a lot of pocket doors in my house. Yep. And they sit right on the car decking. Yep. And it's like you a highway some... for this yeah. stinky crawl space air. What do I do about that?
3: So, first of all, um, if that's the case, we would make sure that you don't need a sump pump because a lot of the wetness, that smell comes from wetness. Sure, sure. But, that given, um, we would also go in there occasionally. If you can't get proper ventilation, we'll even uh, add a fan. We have, you know, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. little fans, like a powered fan. Yeah, it's a powered fan that fits right on the vent and it brings in fresh air, and uh, and just get that air moving in there. Yeah. If you if you don't have enough space to put adequate crawl space vents, then you might consider adding a fan. And there's dehumidifiers and other things, too. But uh, normally we find that if you can just get airflow, you'll be in good shape.
1: Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, that makes good sense. The smell coming out of that crawl space is not good. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah, we like that smell.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: So so one of the things that you apparently do that you didn't mention is you rescue live wildlife and transport it. (laughs) Um, to a safe place. Well, let's
3: not exaggerate that, but we are not exterminators, (laughs) but we do have a fun story of of Daniel, one of our guys. He uh, At the end of the day, we're getting ready to leave this house and somebody saw in the crawl vent something move. Mm. And we thought, ah, maybe a cat got in there. And this is a vacant house. We thought, we got to get that thing out of here. So they jump back down in the crawl space with flashlights and they're looking and somebody spots this possum. So instead of shooing the possum out, or, and some of us were voting to exterminate the, the possum, um, but Daniel goes down there with a blanket and he catches this possum with his bare hands and rescues it, brings it up, crawling across the crawl space wow, with his elbows, and goes out in the backyard and lets it go. <laughs>
1: wow. So. Rabies and all. Oh, yeah. man. Well, that I mean, that's good. <laughs> that's
3: kind of going the extra right? mile.
2: Yeah, that is going the extra mile. That's... uh I, you know, I've been called on, my brother called on me years ago to go underneath his house and investigate a smell that was coming up through uh, the, the, well, the vent in the floor. It was an old 1930-something house, and he had this really bad smell coming up through the vent. And uh, so, but he didn't feel comfortable going under there, so he, instead he felt more comfortable sending me, you know, little brother, always gets called on. Who's but bigger I, than your... Older brother, <laughs>
3: yeah. he's the big little brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So I crawled in there, and and I found the culprit underneath there, and I just took a box knife and I cut yes. away the uh, the plastic that it was sitting on, and I just like a plate, and I just dragged it out on its little plate. There was no other way to get that out. You were not going to scrape those remains. I mean, it was no. pretty emaciated. It was covered in maggots. You know, it was, uh, gross. yeah, it was, it was definitely the worst case scenario. And the only way to get it out was simply to just take the whole thing, right. And get it out. And I had to drag it out of there. Yeah. Uh, And it was not any fun, but you know what? Uh, It needed to be done.
3: Yeah. And I must confess, we, I would rather, I would rather find a dead
2: possum (laughs) than a live one. Uh, Because dead possums don't fight back, right? That's
3: right. They won't, they're (laughs) gross, but they won't, bite you yeah they don't bite. uh, but no we and we don't do it you know normally we've run into a lot of dead rats cats uh you know you're crawling and you put your hand in something and you just know oh, Uh, that's not uh, that's not mud that's not a rock what is that and you look with your light and it's like oh
0: that's Uh, a rat
3: no and uh we that happens or you pull plastic back and there's something dead in your face oh um, from years gone by yeah but um but no we we definitely deal with that that kind of stuff. You're definitely so. building
1: a case for people to call you. Yes.
3: Call me.
1: Cause I don't want to do any of that. No.
3: Yeah. But your method of cutting the plastic out, that's the way you do it. We oh. go down there with garbage bag, cut out the, you know, and shove it in a garbage bag. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to touch it.
2: No, you definitely don't. I so. mean, you just don't. And then uh, that was, that was my appetite was gone. So free pizza later, I was not partaking in. I just, just couldn't seem to stomach it for whatever reason. But, but I totally see where you're coming from with those uh, super difficult tasks that that you have to take on while you're underneath somebody's house. Here's another super difficult task yes. that I wonder about. Do you insulate? We
3: insulate minimally, uh, meaning by, you know, if-, if meaning, uh, meaning once every couple of years. And now just uh, small areas. <laughs> uh, we're not really big uh, insulators. That's a, we have another company that we use. Sure, uh, I'll put a plug in for my buddy, Troy Schultz, but um so- If it's a small area, we do, we, we do often remove damaged insulation. We'll clean the crawl space. Part of what we do, we'll clean it all out. If it's a small section, you know, 10 foot area, we don't mind insulating that. Uh, what we find often is it's just small pieces that are missing that somebody was doing something and took it down and never got some possum
1: needed nest material.
3: Yeah. Or the cat, the (laughs) cats or the rats or somebody knocks it down and it gets damaged with wetness. And so we throw it away and, and we'll do small sections. Yeah, um, but insulation is definitely uh, a big thing that we want to do in crawl spaces, and we will recommend people to oh, sure. re-insulate yeah. when they need to.
2: Still work that needs to get done. It's just not your guys. It's not uh It's not it. your crawl
3: space guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. There was uh, there was a little bit of insulation work Corey and I had to do in his floor as well. I feel did like you do we it? Did a little. Yeah, we did. We did it. Uh, feel like we little. did
3: a little bit of everything. That was fun, huh? Getting in your eyes. And- <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Okay,
2: we we have more to cover when we come back. Larry, don't go away. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your Weekend Warriors, and we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber now. Here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us today. In the show, we're talking about crawl spaces with your crawl space guys, Larry O'Halloran. Uh, it's a very uh, Irish name. It is Irish, name. Irish yes. name.
2: Really, Ireland, Ireland. Yes, I can't do that.
1: Is that pirate Irish? That was. <laughs> <laughs> They, would you call it Pirish?
2: <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> I, I, I'm me lucky gold. I don't know. Something piratey Irish. It's good. You're something. doing good. Um, uh, some, Corey, I want to plug something for Par Lumber Company really quick, if I could. Plug away. Um, coming up on May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day. That's right. Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. It's coming up on May the 4th in Spokane and Bothell at our locations, Par Lumber locations in Spokane and Bothell. They're having a deck expo. In Spokane, they they affectionately refer to it as the Dexpo. It's been called that for a long, long time. Yeah, so if you're listening on KXLY, 920 AM Mm -hmm. in Spokane. In Spokane. The Dexpo. That's right. The Dexpo is at Par Lumber Company on May the 4th. Uh, And then also in Bothell, Washington, um, if you're out that way. Probably listening on what, KG... K-G-Y? K-G-Y in Olympia. Olympia? Oh, yeah, maybe.
1: I'm not sure where Bothell is. Maybe Seattle. KVI, probably. KVI 570. in Seattle.
2: So uh, if you're out in those areas, the Deck Expo or the deck expo is definitely something you don't want to miss. Par Lumber Company has building uh, deck building materials on, uh, on sale for amazing uh, value. Uh, they have displays on hand. They have um, professionals on hand to talk about the product. Um, suppliers and manufacturers representatives will be on hand they'll be giving things away they're serving some kind of edible um you know like uh food hot dogs yeah scrum scrum diddly something good to eat whatever that is you never know what it's going to be they're giving away amazing things they're giving away like a grill maybe a traeger grill or maybe a green mountain grill um probably some yeti stuff like a a Yeti cool, you really expensive Yeti cooler. Those things are so expensive. Do you have a Yeti cooler? I do not, have Larry. A Yeti no. Cooler. Yeah. Well, they're expensive. I think I know why. Yeah. You don't charge enough for the people whose crawl spaces you clean to afford
3: a Yeti. That's cooler. true. They're- we we will give you a good deal, so we don't, right. to, uh, don't a- yeah, we don't need to don't need to afford Yeti coolers. Uh, Yeti.
2: So that's gonna be going on at the uh, Spokane and Bothell Par Lumber locations on May the fourth. Uh, the Dexpo, and you won't want to miss it. Great savings to be had, and a lot of information. So don't miss that. All right, I needed to needed to do that. How was that? Pretty good plug. That was beautiful. You, you fantastic. With? Okay, great super. job.
0: Tom. So we're talking we to go.
2: we're talking to Larry wants to go I'm talking to Larry O'Halloran with your your Crawl Space guys about everything Crawl Space. You mentioned something earlier that kind of piqued my interest. Actually, you said sometimes you do. Some leveling. Yes. we're talking about a house that um, is or is not sitting on a foundation, but is no longer level Level. with the ground, which means part of it has sunk or the ground has shifted or something has happened that causes. So when you're in the house and you drop a cup, it rolls all the way out of the room.
3: (laughs) Yeah, my favorite favorite (laughs) house leveling story. We did a house once when you walked in the front door off to the back right. The house sunk nine inches. Oh man. Okay. So it had been it was That's an old noticeable house. Noticeable for sure. Yeah, you know, 85, 90 year old house. It was sitting on a rock, literally. That was the corner, kind of the cornerstone of the house. Well, over time the rock had <laughs> so rolled. To, so to speak. And the house had <laughs> sunk. And uh and it was a two-story house, so it was quite heavy. And uh so we went in there and we jacked it up and leveled it. We got it within an inch, which we felt wow. was was That's pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, You know, we could have went more, but there's a there's house leveling is fun and it's it's kind of tricky, because sometimes leveling it is can do more damage maybe than it's worth. Yeah, than leaving it where it was. Yeah, so you compromise and and you. But we're we love it and we we've gotten pretty good at it. But um, Tony
1: Tony actually jacks things up at his house all
2: the time. In s- not so many words, or mostly sheetrock, so to speak.
1: He jacks that up pretty, pretty I,
2: good. I, I can have, jack up sheetrock. I've done a little bit of I've done a little bit of sheetrock work that I'm not super proud of, but you know what? Uh, it was my work, and so I don't have anybody to blame but myself, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, we don't run into much drywall in the crawl space. We like that. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. So, so you you have the ability to jack a house up, okay, and, and yes. you have the ability to level it. I mean. Uh, The house is what thirty feet by fifty feet or something. How in the world?
3: Let's talk about that that? process. So we go down there with jacks, obviously, uh, but we have a bunch of jack pads, and literally we use uh, twenty ton bottle jacks. Uh, We have various sizes; some of them are little shorties, Um, and we'll go down there and we. The the trick I shouldn't give all my tricks out, but you can't just go and jack up the corner of the house. Right, sure, sure. right. Um, But what we do is we'll set jacks throughout everywhere. And you jack it up gradually. We like to tell people your house doesn't even know. It doesn't even moving.
2: know it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and,
3: <laughs> nice. and we sneak up on it. And, uh, and so if you do it kind of tenderly and and, and do it gradually, uh, oftentimes, you know, if you're going to move something three or four inches, you're going to get some cracking and whatnot. But, but if you do it gradually, uh, we have – it's amazing how minimal at times the damage can be. And you go back through and sometimes you'll have to adjust doors. Um, the nine inch house was obviously extreme. Yeah. Uh, most of them though, you know, if you get something that's out a couple inches, you really start to feel it. Uh, two, oh, yeah. three inches gets really bad. Uh, you know, typical is four or five or six inches. Or it's where people are really like, hey, we, we got to fix this. Yeah. And, uh, and so we'll go in Turn there. Turn your bedroom into a putting green. And we often have to add, uh, you know, uh, beams under there. You know, you're jacking up the floor, but the wall is staying behind. So we end up getting underneath and looking where every wall is. Mm. Uh, and we put beams under those walls and you have to have solid points of contact. Uh, otherwise you'll crush the floor joists also oh, when you no. go to try to jack them up. Oh, no. So you got to have really nice blocking under there and we just jack it up uh, and get it, you know, and you're, you're using levels that are
2: up in the house or yeah, we'll,
3: we'll often set up a transit up inside oh, the house. Okay, sure. We, we mark everywhere and then we, jack and we have usually it's a fun it's when you get ready to jack everybody's having fun we're like okay <laughs> somebody's up up on top hey yeah you're doing good here uh up another inch there down a half inch here and you're running around and you got literally we'll have 20 30 jacks down there sometimes and guys are jacking here and there <laughs> hey that room back there let's have somebody do six or eight pumps of the jack on this little section Interesting. And, and you go back and forth until you get it dialed in and wow. then you and then you repost and re-pier pad things so it doesn't move again.
1: So, so let me ask you about this. So, like that house that had dropped nine inches. Yes. You jack the corner of the house up. How, what's you know is it just nine inches of air gap? I mean, how what do you do there? Yeah. Well, that
3: would bring. We 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 had to pour it. We poured a foundation under that house uh, because this house was sitting on uh, rocks was sitting on pieces of concrete sitting on a corner oh it's amazing it too on, it was on the cornerstone of the house <laughs> that's funny it's amazing how much uh stuff will be holding up the house oh yeah, blocks of wood blocks of uh, a rock a stone um a log um you know.
2: A 57
1: Chevy. Yeah, an old car part, you know, whatever.
3: <laughs> Carburetor. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've seen a few situations like that in homes that are not. But, you know, what? usually they have some skirting around that kind of covers all of that stuff. And then when you see the skirting come off, it exposes what's actually going on, which is that it's stacked on just about anything
3: they could get to stack it under there. Yeah, which, which would open up to a whole nother topic of foundation, putting foundations under existing homes. Um, we do a lot of uh, foundation repair where a corner maybe has sunk, and uh, and we'll go under there and pour a broader, bigger footing, for example, under uh, the footing so that it doesn't sink. Oh, sure. And uh, there's a lot of different little tricks that we can use to fix uh, foundations, but we really enjoy— Uh, doing full perimeter foundations under old homes. Yeah, I want to hear about that.
2: I do. I do, too. I want to see how something like that happens. We actually have to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk to you some more about maybe some foundation repair and some pouring new foundations under a home that hasn't had one. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back.
0: Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about crawl spaces. We've got Larry O'Halloran with Your Crawl Space Guys. He's a local Portland metro area guy where they come in and they do. What every clean up crawl spaces they they do everything yeah before the break we're talking about (laughs) pouring new
2: foundations though yeah oh yeah well you were talking about leveling a house jacking it up and so at the time that you've jacked it up so that you can level it it is now sitting on nothing except your bottle jacks correct okay so here's what here's what boggles my mind a little bit. Are you then going to, so the, the, the homeowner has decided that they would like to add a foundation. We don't have a foundation. It was always just these pieces of wood and then a a stone in the corner with a cornerstone of the house. (laughs) And, uh, and then, but we want to add a foundation. And so we're going to, we're going to do that. And now you have all these bottle jacks and the house is sitting on them and you have to pour concrete where they're at. So yeah. how so? This is weird, and I'm thinking to myself: Do you just pour segments of foundation first, no. and then pull the bottle jacks out, and then pour new segments? I don't. Can is this? Are I you? I won't reveal all of our. Are secrets, you revealing too many secrets by telling cool. me this is
3: cool. no? Because I could tell you, and you still aren't going to want to do it. It's very <laughs> interesting to me. I just have um, to know. So we go down there. Uh, now, this would typically be an older home that doesn't have a foundation. Sure. At all. What, what about a?
2: About. This is. I'm going to just side mark here. Yeah. What about a foundation? What
3: about a? manufactured home. Have you poured foundations under manufactured uh, homes? Um we've poured strips of concrete for tie downs, but that's quite simple. Actually. Oh okay. Different. And we've done some brick work around found- I shouldn't even say that because I don't you don't, don't want to do any more we of that? don't want to do that. Never Forget I said that. Uh <laughs> okay I'm with you. Go ahead. But anyway, so uh typical example farmhouse, you know, or it's in the town but it was the farmhouse in the neighborhood and then the town grew up around it. Yeah. Doesn't have foundation. So we go down there, and we will, as you mentioned, we'll set up. We we go around the perimeter, but in about oh, two or three feet. Okay, all right. We put beams, okay? Um, and we jack, we, we relieve all the tension, the weight of the house. So now the, the house is sitting on these jacks. Now, okay. to be fair, um, the interior, we don't really like the whole entire house at one time to be sitting on bottle jacks. We would prefer some of it to be still mounted on posts okay. that aren't, you know, quite as movable as a bottle jack. <laughs> <laughs> quite Although, as wobbly, yeah, top heavy, yeah. if you so, will. So we might do the middle first and get all that dialed in and and put permanent posts and pier pads okay. and then right. go around the perimeter. So now the perimeter is sitting on these bottle jacks and, uh, or well, it's sitting on beams on bottle jacks. And then we dig out around the perimeter. And we have our buddy Jay Olet. He's an engineer um, that we use. Okay. That he would design a, which isn't rocket science, but we still have to have it engineered and permitted and all that. Um, not to not to take away from the amazing work that Jay
2: no. Olet does. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but but he'll tell he us. He is
3: an engineer after all. We he will tell us. Uh, you know, here our footing is going to be this big, and uh, and and he usually gives us a couple options because when you're laying on your belly setting up concrete forms and then pouring that concrete you want a couple options of maybe how you can design it oh sure okay so we will dig it out along the perimeter and you typically have to dig a little deeper because you want your footing deeper you know than the rest of the house and so you got your footing and we'll we'll typically set our our footing and our stem wall all at the same time so you only have to do one pour a mono pour if you will all right okay okay Which is a little tricky, but it's yeah. it's quite fun. And we add rebar and and uh and so there's a lot of work that goes into these houses. You might be there for two, three weeks getting it ready, and then you pour it in two hours. Wow. And uh yikes. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and so uh, you know, after we pour, of course, we strip the forms. And on a typical situation like this, you'll have a little bit of perimeter siding repair. Um but we'll put tie downs we pour tie downs into the concrete and attach those to the house per Jay's engineering Yeah, you know and uh so and you're s-
1: almost uh kind of earthquake retrofitting
3: yes yes we, and we do some of that as well um even on regular homes where we might attach sure. earthquake fitting to existing foundations but yeah we'll put clips and tie downs and and uh and fix the perimeter and then the inside Often, of course, we, we alluded to this, but whenever you're doing a perimeter foundation, you pretty much know that all of the interior pier pads are wrong also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we end up putting new pier pads. Occasionally, we have to pour uh, big footings under homes. Oh, yeah. And we have a, we'll have a line pump come, and the line pump guy doesn't typically want to go down there. So one of us will go down there, operate the, the end of the hose, and he has been overlooking and operating the machine and, uh, and we'll fill up those forms underneath the house with concrete. And uh, anyway, pull all those forms, put new plastic, and they've got a brand new, clean, nice crawl space sitting on a foundation. For the first time it's ever. It's fun. For the first we time, the first time yeah. ever since For the first it was time built time in, in yes. 1895. And we think the... the houses thank us. They're like, oh, uh, oh you know they do,
2: <laughs> yeah. right? It's like they've been standing on the, on, you know, on a really, th- on junk. Yeah, <laughs> they've been standing on a really thin, you know, Thing for all these years, and now their feet are just like, uh oh, yeah, I'm, they like us. I'm sitting, <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's like putting on a pair of shoes for the first time, maybe. So, we've covered a lot of things that uh, the crawl space guys will do, a lot of things that your crawl space guys will do. And so, I'd like to kind of go back over some of those very common things you mentioned um, that you will come and do general maintenance. Let's start at this point customer calls you up on the phone hey, I've got a situation with my crawl space and um, I need to get it cleaned up, right? Yes. Okay, so what's that going to
3: cost me? So we would we would typically, customer calls, says, hey, come check it out. So we go out there, we'll crawl the house. And because each home is is different, you might think, oh, I have a problem and eh, it's really not that bad or uh, this is nothing and it's something. So we go out there, we'll crawl around and look at the whole situation. And for example, it might just be... All they need is to be cleaned out and new plastic. So we'll go down there and clean out the crawl space and uh, and put new vapor barrier down, and that's it. That's a simple little task. Um, a lot of times it's it's water, it's water and it's structural things as most of our calls, and we've got a wet crawl space. We're trying to sell, we're in a hurry, and and we kind of pride ourselves in taking care of homeowners and realtor situations because we we do so much work for them. Right. So we come running. We will typically look at something within 24 hours of your call, and uh, and often can get right on it if they're if it's a time sensitive. Sometimes you know people find out something at the last minute. Hey, we need to get this done in the next three days. Can you do it? Yeah. Oh, my and, loan will, and, won't go through or yeah, something. <laughs> and we try to do it. So, but we deal with a lot of water issues. Um, you know, again, recapping, we do uh, structural repairs. We fix a lot of uh, rot, rot, wet rot, powder post, beetle kind of damage you know, posts or peer pads, or we'll find that uh, a peer pad moved over time. It kind of rolled and and now the post isn't sitting properly. And so we'll go either reset that peer pad or maybe give them a new peer pad and reset that post so that it's sitting on right. something firm. And uh, so we do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, we do a lot of, we find that uh, with leveling homes that we talked about earlier, uh, houses have sunk a bit. So we'll go back in there and jack them up and level them. And it might be a house that's even fairly new, um, you know, twenty, thirty years old that that pier pads were or they weren't built Right, some somebody missed something over the over the history of the house. And they didn't compact and, uh, the dirt properly, yeah. or something. Ahead and of we time. fix we fix all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, and then of course something else that you mentioned that you do a lot, or do you really like you really like to do dig out if they've got a situation where they just can't move around underneath the home, or there's not enough space clearance between the framing and the ground. Yes. Uh, w- 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 and here's something another
3: something to... we find that often, uh, or occasionally. I shouldn't say often. Occasionally. The house might be dug outright, but because of the heat ducting, you can't get from one section to another. So we call them access points. So we'll dig an access point uh, so that you can crawl throughout the whole tu- you know, perimeter of the house. We'll put two or three spots where you can get under a beam or under a heat duct so that you can get around the whole house. Uh, oh, we, we do uh, quite a bit of that as well. That makes uh, a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Just to leave the, ha- the crawl space happy.
2: That's what we want to do. Well, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I totally get all that. And uh, I love that there's somebody out there, like your Crawl Space guys, that I can call and come and cl- go underneath my house and deal with all that is that's down there. And I don't have to do it. The dirty work. The dirty work. It's just absolutely not something that anybody wants to do. Well,
3: uh, we'd love for anybody to call us. We we try to get on stuff. We have a great crew. Uh, our, our you know Lots of companies do good work, honestly. Uh, but one thing that sets us apart is the friendliness of our crew and the promptness and the thoroughness. Awesome. And we enjoy what we do.
2: I love it. Uh, Larry O'Halloran, YourCrawlSpaceGuys.com That's it. YourCrawlSpaceGuys.com Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys. We really enjoyed having you. Alright, it's so all the time we got you. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here. The Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.